0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Courtside of Bill and Tennis Park, the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. Down to the last slam of the year, it's US Open preview time. As always, with my co-host and Hall of Famer Steve Flink. Steve, I know you're going to be spending a ton of time at the uh, at the tennis center over there. I know you're excited. Um, just a, a couple of days away from first ball of the main draw. You ready?
1: Yeah, I'm all set. I'm looking forward to it. Last year, I got back out. For the semis and finals, the end. It was it was a very restricted press. Uh they 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 kept it down to maybe half the press room or less. There still was, you know, it was still a tricky time. This time it'll be a full scale again. And I'm looking forward to being there from beginning to end.
0: We're looking forward to having you there, and we're looking forward to hearing some of your specific insight when you're there during the fortnight. So with that, um, let's get started. I wanna I wanna start with a with a feel-good story. We've had this person's mother on our show, you've been friends with her mother for a long, long time. That's Tracy Austin. We're talking about her son, Brandon Holt, qualified three, had to win three matches, as all qualifiers have to do. I think they were all three sets. The tricky situation was yesterday. He's up 5-3, I believe, in the third set. Yep. Match point. He had already had three other match points. He didn't convert. Match point, and the reigns come. And he has him and his opponent have to leave the court. I can't imagine the thoughts that are going through his mind. Uh, If it were me and I started to feel like it's starting to sprinkle, I'm not even looking at the umpire and I'm trying to get that last surveyed as hard as I can. Mm -hmm. Didn't happen. Brandon comes back um, gets through such a great story.
1: Yeah. As you said, I mean, they were all three setters, three, three straight days coming from a set down twice and then holding his nerve at the end, In the situation you just mentioned, closing it out and went over and hugged his mother immediately. It was a pretty poignant moment and a great achievement for him. He'd been out of the game for so long, not knowing if he was ever going to even be able to compete at at a top level again. Great college player. Now here he is uh, into the main draw of the U.S. Open. and, And who should he face but another Californian?
0: Yeah, he faces Taylor Fritz. And, you know, I, I don't think many people would expect Brandon to get through that match. What I will say is both being from California, I'm sure Brandon has followed Taylor's career. And I'm sure at some point, I don't know this is a fact, but I'm sure they, they possibly hit, you know, once or twice. I don't think Brandon will be in awe of Taylor because of what I just said. Um, that said, Taylor's been playing pretty well. We expect Taylor to get through that match.
1: Yeah, listen, a lot of, some people are picking Taylor to win the tournament. I, I, I'm, I'm not, but I do believe I mean, here's a guy with a lot of experience and he should have probably been in the semifinals of Wimbledon and a whisker or two away against Rafa in the quarters. But Taylor's been really coming on strong in the last year, one Indian Wells. I think, I don't think that Holt will be uh, intimidated. That's the good part. I think he'll feel like, okay, I can compete with him. I, I, I got to stay with him in the rallies, but I, I just think Taylor's weight of shot and serve will be a little too much. And in the end, you know, Taylor should win in three. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Holt can steal a set.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that assessment. You know, before we start talking um, some matches in the main draw and, and, you know, I've stressed this before to all the qualifiers out there, I, I Steve and I have so much respect for, for everyone out there. And I know the third round, the, the people who do not get through the the people who lose that match, it could be crushing on the flip side of that is you know, how close you really are to making the main draw of the slam. So while you are crushed and disappointed today, get back up and keep working because you are a, as Steve just mentioned, a whisker away of, uh, you know, making it to making it through the main draw of a slam. And that's where, you know, a lot of people, a lot of players dreams are made, especially with the payday of $80,000, um, I love the challenger tour. I love seeing the lower level players compete because the difference between that level and the main draw is not big at all. And I wish all those players the best of luck and uh, keep grinding. It's a beautiful sport and sport can be brutal at times, but, but keep pushing because you're not that far away.
1: Absolutely. With that,
0: with, with, with that, I, let, let, let's kind of go to the main draw and, you know, Hey, we might as well start because it's basically going to be the Serena show. Uh, as long as she can possibly advance in this tournament. Um, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Now that the draw is out, I think this has the possibility of an Andre-like three rounds. Uh, What Andre did in 2006, where Andre won his first match against Andre Pavel. Then he played Marcos Bagdadis, who was seeded. Marcos wasn't the second seed, like Serena's going to have to face. But that second seed, that that match against Marcos, was at night. atmosphere you were there steve was electric they did not let andre lose that match he got through and then the third round was kind of like a day issue there was a rain there was a rain day um, previously he played benjamin becker third fourth. the energy just wasn't the same obviously and andre flint you know kind of flamed out again he was in he was in a lot of pain he wasn't nearly 100 percent. that can mirror what serena can do looking at her draw the second seed um cultivate She's not been playing well. And I think if you ask many, she's really not the second best player in this draw at this time.
1: No, absolutely. So, you know, it, it's, it's a little misleading in that sense. On the other hand, we, Serena's gone for the game for a year from Wimbledon to Wimbledon. Loses in the first round. Wins one match in Canada. None in Cincinnati. So she's played four matches this year and won one. Uh, it's not a lot of preparation. Now, we have to add to that, David, that obviously Renee Stubbs, who was our guest on the show here and it was one has one of the most astute minds in tennis, one of the great doubles players of the modern era, and she really sees the game well. She's been kind of unofficially, they're not calling her a coach, but in essence, she's been acting as a coach, yes. setting up these great practice sessions for Serena with, with, with people that she, th- you know, trying to get her accustomed to the players that she might be meeting.
0: Which she normally does not do. She normally no. hits with guys and her practice partner and the so lack like. of match practice. I think this was genius by Renee to do this.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great move. The question's gonna be can Serena it's it's one thing to to play well in practice and to come away from those practice sessions. Phil, I'm hitting the ball well. I stayed with her. I was at five all but it's totally different going out there under the lights and playing when it counts with all the pressure and Serena obviously doesn't want to go out on a downer. She'd like to win at least a couple of matches, have a scenario somewhat like what you're painting there with the, the Agassiz comparison to 06. So I just think it's still, if she can do that, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a significant accomplishment given what she's been through and approaching the age of 41 and, it's asking a lot of herself, but I, we know the fans will be with her fervently. That's going to be a factor. And it could be very tough on the opponents who are going to feel like they're alone in a great, big, giant Arthur Ashe Stadium getting swallowed up by all that energy and enthusiasm for Serena. So that, that will be interesting to see if that can make a difference or if, it makes, or if Serena just gets a little tight. I, I don't know. I really have no idea. All we know is she's going to play Monday night. And we'll take it from there. And I don't think, I, I think if she can get through that one, Conovate might be a bit uh, apprehensive coming out there to play her. On the other hand, even with Conovate not playing truly like a number two in the world. No, she was in the finals of the WTA championships at the end of last year, played really well at the start of this year, hasn't played as well since, but it would still be a tough match for Serena to win. So I, I'm looking forward to just seeing how she handles these circumstances as she knows this will be, her last major and perhaps her last tournament.
0: No doubt. And I give the team credit for trying to do everything they possibly can to, to get her in the best position because of what, you know, we, we both said the lack of match practices, the lack of matches, I'm sorry, the lack of matches. She just, they have, she hasn't had them. And to see, even though the practice sets are way different than a match is a hundred percent agree just to see the ball of some of her competitors instead of her usual practice partner can only help her. Will that help in the end result? We don't know. We shall see. Yeah,
1: we also don't know what what they gained, what what they gained from seeing her in practice that they are going to put into practice when they play her in an official match. It's fascinating to see how it all plays out. But I do think that Serena, for a long time, has been very fond and of Renee Stubbs and has had great respect for Renee. And and this this is an interesting uh, twist at the end here. And I and I think it showed it was good judgment on her part to enlist Renee and to uh, uh, and to see, to sort of allow Renee to be sort of chief of operations, getting things set up. And, and it, 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 I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Monday night.
0: Well, you know, there's another Williams out there that hasn't really been talked, talked a lot uh, about because Serena, Serena has overshadowed her. But um, Serena has an older sister, Venus Williams and uh not much talk about Venus at all she has a tougher draw than her sister and serena venus um she has she has uh, rabacina right there she has sabalenka right there she's got a tough go um in her draw but it's it just kind of i don't know i, I it, this very well could be venus's last us open she hasn't made any type of announcement like serena has but um hasn't had nearly the the amount of publicity as her younger sister serena has but New York crowd will also be behind Venus hundred percent as well.
1: Well, they will. And I mean, obviously she's in t- a very different personality from her sister. She's more, m- much more low key on the court, intense, but not an explosive personality. And, and so I think the crowds have always enjoyed the con the contrast in the personalities, even though Venus's and Serena's games are, are quite similar. And uh, I, I don't think that Venus is going to base her decision to, when she's going to stop uh, on just what uh, on serena i think if she feels she's got another year left in her and would would enjoy going out there next year and playing all the majors and seeing it what she could come away with and maybe a few decent wins along the way she just might do it uh and and again i don't know what the state of her how she feels about her body right now whether you know she physically she feels she has it in her at 42 to compete in the highest levels of the game. But again it'll be interesting to watch her at this tournament too. And I think the fans are going to, they may not, the, the, the level of, it, it may not quite quite rise to the level of the appreciation they're going to show for Serena, but they're still going to be very sympathetic to Venus and cheering her on with uh, effusively as well. So that, that'll be fun.
0: Yeah, it, it will. And again, just the, just the New York crowd, especially the night matches with the, with the sisters playing, it's going to be uh Electric and they're gonna do everything possible to help both of them so we we can't see how all that we can't wait to see how all this pans out um hey, you know my year end prediction, Maria soccer she's got one more slam to prove me uh right I mean, she had a great year last year she struggled in the slams, obviously she hasn't had great prep for this year's u s open she struggled this summer, but you know she made the she, she made the round of 16 in Australia. Jessica Pagula had a good run there, beat her there. And then the French and Wimbledon were disappointing. She has a rematch with her Wimbledon opponent, uh, Tatiana Maria, um, in the first round of the U.S. Open. Maria's talked about, you know, how the higher rankings she's had to adjust to those expectations. Maria Sakkari, I'm talking about now. Um, it'll be interesting. I still think she has it in her. She's one of the best She's one of the most fit, obviously, just looking at her. You can see that most fit player on the tour. I'm hoping she ends the good, the, the, the slam year on a, on a good note because she's had a rough. She, she's had a rough year and has not played up to her standards, but we'll see.
1: No, she hasn't. She hasn't. She was a, a much more confident, uh, composed player a year ago. Things were uh, she was right. She, the winds of um, of momentum were at her back. All, all pretty much all year long. And it has been hard for her to live up to this year. So I think what she would be hoping here is just to make a decent run. Realistically, can she win the US Open this year? Probably not. But if she made a decent run to the quarters, let's say, then that could set the stage for 2023 in a much more successful campaign and more reminiscent of what we saw from her in, in 21. So do, I, do I, I
0: get credit if my prediction comes true in 2023, or or you're not giving? Yeah, credit? yeah, you
1: do, you do. I, <laughs> I, I you, you have to because you've been, you've been so, you, you've been such a believer. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna give you the credit, and and I, <laughs> I hope, I, I think she, in in a sense, she could feel like she's starting over next year. But it would definitely help to do well here, at least the sixteens, maybe the quarters, if she, if she's able to do something like that, and then some decent tournaments in the fall that can carry her into next year the, the way she would like to the way she'd like to be playing.
0: Yeah, I, I want to end with three other matches with all all uh, U.S. previous U.S. Open champs. Harmony Tan, who beat Serena at Wimbledon, plays Bianca Andreescu. You remember Bianca winning it in 2019. That's an interesting first round match. I have no idea who's going to win that one.
1: Well, Bianca's had her share of injuries again lately. It, you know, it, it's so frustrating to watch her. You see her when she's healthy or near her best physically. And she can do some extraordinary things on the court. I mean, one of the, her second serve returns are phenomenal. She, she's a great match player, a lot of versatility, not all power, but very, she can be very precise with her shots. I love the way she plays, when, but she has to be moving, moving well. She's got to, you know, she's got to be injury free. Uh,
0: and Tan's not going to give her any rhythm, Steve. No, Tan's Tan, not give
1: her... Tan breaks up everybody's rhythm, and that's why she beat Serena at Wimbledon. You know, it, it that could happen again. But I, I do think that if, uh, if, if Andrescu is is pretty close to her best physically, I, I like her chances. You know, and you brought up nineteen. That was such a spectacular campaign, and then she withstood an amazing comeback in the second set from Serena, who was five-one down and almost stole the second set, but Andrescu had the poise to hold on and win that set and take the title. And, and we, we, we want to see that kind of tennis from her again. She's a long way from it now, but I guess I'd give her a slight edge in this first round match, provided that uh, the trainer does not appear on the court. Right, well said. You
0: know, the, this next match, if I if I told you this was going to be a first round match a couple of years ago, you would have laughed in my face. It's Naomi Osaka versus Danielle Collins. Um, shame for both of them that they got to play each other in the first round.
1: It is. And that Naomi, that's the she's sort of she's in this predicament because she just hasn't been able to get on a roll. We saw her in the final in Miami. We, we'd hoped at that time, David, that that was going to get her rolling. It really didn't. Uh, it's an important match for her. I don't I, I don't I think she's going to have a very tough time with Collins. I, I'd almost I'd almost call it a pick a match because Collins returns her very, very well. And she's going to be really going after it, Naomi's second serve. And I think it, that may end up being the key to the match. I see it as a three-setter, uh, very close either way. I might, I might even lean slightly toward Collins.
0: Yeah, I think I think many others may be uh, leaning your way as well. And that'll be an interesting first-rounder to watch. Um, Got to end with the, the, the previous year's champ, Emma Raducanu. She finally put together, you know, even I would say three good matches. in since, even though she lost the third one to Pagula, um, that was a good week. We talked about it on our previous episode. She plays Corneille and Corneille is tricky. That's not going to be easy for Emma at all.
1: No, no. Corneille is one of the, the wiliest veterans out there. And she, she will be very familiar with Emma's game. I think it definitely boosts. Emma that she had that good tournament, that she had a couple of, it wasn't just beating Serena, but then crushing Azarenka before she lost to Pagula. So I think she's I think she's uh she's got a little more confidence than she would have had. And it's tough though, because she's coming back in knowing that she had this dream-like run last year. It Went through the qualifying seven in the main draw, 10 matches altogether, didn't drop a set. It, it was just a phenomenal run, got some breaks with the draw, but then it's been very hard ever since for her to live up to that those expectations. So she's got to put all that out of her mind and just treat right. this as one match and let's just take it one at a time here. And I'm sure her coaches will be telling that uh, telling her that. And I, 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 I'm looking forward to that match. Don't don't really have a, a strong pick on that one, do you?
0: Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, it's so hard with Emma because if she played like she did yeah. in Cincinnati, I'd pick Emma. But she's been yeah. so up and down. Um, yeah. it, it's really a pick them for me. I, I do want to end. Um, and we, with, with the women and we don't on purpose project a lot when Steve and I do these previews, we don't project a lot going forward because whenever you project a lot, it never worked out that way, but there <laughs> is a potential third round match between Coco Goff, who I hope her ankle is totally hundred percent. She seems, she doesn't even talk about it. So I'm, I'm sure it is, but potentially she could play Madison keys. And we've talked about both. Coco and Madison quite a bit on these segments. If that happens, um take a look for the people to watch that match. Take a look at the un the number of unforced errors versus the number of winners for both players. Because I think both players have struggled with that a little bit. If that match comes up, um the the winner of that will be <laughs> either closer on the unforced win- unforced errors to winners. You can't have a wide disparity, which which sometimes happened with both of them. But it's a potential third round match. It would be interesting to see.
1: And one that the American fans would, would enjoy immensely. And I think obviously it's more, perhaps more sentiment. Coco is so young and so, so enormously appealing that it's so it's very hard to root against her with that personality. And that, that, that kind of, it, it, it's not naivete, but she, she maintains that youthful outlook on life. And she, 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 she she's, She's just very enjoyable to watch, but Madison is, you know, the fans remember her five years ago in the finals and uh, losing to Sloan Stevens, but she's had, she's had a base of popularity in this country ever since. So I think they, 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 there, would be, there'd be, she'd have her share of support too. And I, I give Coco the slight edge, but, but Madison has been playing a lot better lately. So I, I, I think that I, I'd love to see it, see how dominant can Madison be on her serve. You talk about unforced errors and no doubt, that's been a make-or-break stat for her for a long time. But I also think if she has a particularly good serving day, then she can put some pressure on Coco and and really make a go of this. So her first serve percentage, I think, will also be a key.
0: Yeah, and and now that we talked about it, most likely the match won't happen. So we'll move on. <laughs> right. right. Uh, Onto the men, onto the men's side. Uh, the first round that everyone you uh, looked at was Nick Kyrgios versus Tanasi Kokonakis. They are obviously best friends. Australian Open doubles champ. They're playing doubles together um, in New York. Nick, I would expect Nick to go through. Unfortunate, they have to play each other in the first
1: round. Yeah, I'm sure neither one of them is happy about it. And and I, I have a, I, I do think we're going to see interestingly enough because he's he, he has respect for his doubles partner and his buddy, I don't think we're going to see many annex from Nick. And I think he's tried to cut down on it anyway, as much as possible over this recent spam, when he's really started to get on a good roll during the grass court circuit. And he stayed at a high level ever since. So I, I'm, I I think we'll see a relatively calm Kyrgios. And I just think in the end, you know, if he's serving near peak efficiency, which I suspect he will be, it, it's, it's, it's in his hands. And maybe he drops a set, but I, I do think we're not going to have him. I'd be very surprised if we saw a lot, any altercations with the umpire or, that, or Nick just sort of getting out of sorts and talking to himself a ton or to his, to his honorage. I think it'll be a straightforward match and very respectful on both sides of the net. But in the end, I think he's too good.
0: We're also going to see a more fresh Nick Kirios. You know, he played a ton of tennis from Wimbledon and even in the beginning of the, the, beginning of the summer hardcourt swing, sure. which Nick did very well um the last couple of weeks he's lost earlier uh in tournaments just because i think he was just fatigued and not used to playing the schedule nick will be fresh coming into to new york
1: yeah and i think it's designed that way it's planned that way you know he pulled out of a tournament prior to wimbledon too having played a lot on the grass and you know had an injury i believe his was an abdominal as well but he was it was more precautionary than anything else and I, I i do think in the back of his mind he always wanted to be sure he saw that he was able to peek at wimbledon and you know, and, and, and get all the way to the final and take a set off Djokovic. I just think he, that's how he's looking at this. He'd like to be at his best and he knows in best of five is going to be a lot more rigorous than it was even during the summer in best of three, but he potentially could play Medvedev when we beat over the summer uh, again here in the round of 16, that would be a lot of fun to watch it. And I think if it did happen, Nick would need to prevent it going from becoming a long drawn out skirmish because it, it, it goes five I would like Medvedev chances if they were to meet but we're all kind of looking forward to the possibility of that confrontation agreed and
0: let's talk about 2020 U.S. Open champ Dominic Team again a guy who's struggled with with injuries um, since he plays Karina Busta in the first round Another tough match for both guys. I think Dominic had a he had a good week in Winston Salem. Hopefully, his confidence is getting better. Um, interesting first round matchup there.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if if team were able to prevail in in that in that clash, I think it would be a very very good sign because Karina Busta, of course, won won the biggest prize of his career over the summer on the hard courts, and he, you know, he. he it's a big boost for him coming into the open he's a guy that knows a couple of years ago that he was right in the thick of things in the semis of the open and and two sets up against uh, two sets up against Zarev for a place in the final he wasn't able to finish off that match and uh, or else he would have played team in in that in the finals had had he had he won so i just feel like he's going to make dominic hit a ton of balls yes. i mean we know what a brick wall karina booster is and i just think the question is is dominic going to be sharp enough to hit through him to to be able to create openings to hit winners and is his serve going to be uh, effective enough those are i just think going in i, I have to like karina booster's chances but i'd be thrilled for a team or for the prospects for a team if he managed to, to to get a win there because that would be a sign that his game is coming around significantly
0: and I don't know if Diego Schwartzman signed up for this year's labor cup, but I know they have in the past. Um, sorry. That I don't know it off the top of my head. They've been labor cup teammates in the past, Diego Schwarzman versus Jack sock in the first round is Diego. I, I don't know. I, I should know that my, my apologies. If Diego I believe
1: hasn't. he is. No, I believe he is. I believe he is, but that'll be an interesting match. Obviously. Sok again. He's he's playing some. sock is going to rely on his firepower, his serve and his big forehand. Those that's his one-two punch. The question is, is it? What's, Diego is such a great counter attacker. He's such a great returner, one of the best returners in the sport. So Jack will, will really, and again, can Jack stay with him physically over best of five? That's the question.
0: That's what I was gonna say. You know, he's a big match player, Jack, and, and and he can come out on fire. You remember what he did against Sasha Zverev in last yep. year's U.S. Open before right. Scott
1: got hurt. Um,
0: he but can. That's the thing, incredibly incredibly David. That's
1: the thing. That's that's what worries me again. Is something yep. similar to that, where it it you know he starts off strong, he's blazing at the beginning and firing away on all fronts, hitting winners, serving aces, and control setting the tempo. But then, you know, then the, that's one set. And what about you right. know, he's got to win more, And I just feel like Diego's going to make him play and make him play and keep yep. count. And, and, and I, so I, over best of five, I still like Schwartzman, but it's a match that again, the, the crowd will get behind sock. He's the American Diego's the little big man of tennis is what I call him. And I, I, I that's a match. that will be a crowd pleasing match.
0: Another match I want to talk about, and I do not think it's going to be easy for Francis Tifo is Tifo versus fellow American Marcus Giron. We both know Giron Well, Giron's good. He's going to let, he's going to battle Francis. Um, he doesn't get, Giron doesn't get a ton of fanfare, but he's not going to make it easy on France. I expect Francis to win that match, but that's going to be an enter. If, if you're out there in New York and you have an opportunity to watch that match, go watch a little of that. Cause it's going to be entertaining.
1: Couldn't agree more. Giron is a thorough professional. He had, he had, fantastic year in 21 and he's still play he's played well this year he had a lot of was protecting points there were certain stages of the year were tough on him but he's he keeps plugging away and he uh, he's a credit to his craft and I, I i agree and he will not go out there with any kind of a losing attitude and and he will make francis work and i i i, I again the the you have to tip the scale slightly in francis's favor given you know his uh, his stature in the game, but he will have to work for this win. And, and, uh, Jerome will be a tough out as they say. Yep. Agree. And, you know, uh,
0: as a fellow Midwesterner, I have to, uh, I have to pub this, this one match up JJ Wolf versus Batista, Goot, JJ, he almost beat Dominic team and Winston Salem. He had, he had a couple match points. I think he was up six, four in that third set breaker. Um, that, as a as a midwesterner we've followed jj for a long time obviously he had a great career he's from ohio had a great career at ohio state um he's playing pretty good i'm not sure he can get past batista Goot, but i'm definitely going to be watching that match
1: you know david the the batista good of 2021 or 2020 i i think he's maybe slipped down a notch this year and looking at his level of play thus far in the year on the other hand he's again one of those great old line professionals. And, and he, you know, he, he's another one that's just going to get so many balls back in play. He will not beat himself. So it'll be incumbent upon JJ to come up with, create the openings and finish and earn this win based on his own power and consistency. It's a, it's a, tu- it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's asking a lot. I, do, I don't think I would pick him going in, but again, if he got on some kind of a role and the crowd, got exhilarated which they would and atmospherically in New York it's it's the best possible place for him to play Bautista Agut
0: I would like that match more in JJ's favor if it was two out of three than three out oh no doubt
1: no doubt about it again that's that's the issue and it's it's, it can become a war of attrition and become a physically very demanding match that you know and and it goes past two and a half three hours then you have to like Bautista Agut uh, considerably
0: yeah, we're going to end we're going to end with Rafa, but before we we talk with, talk about Rafa, there is a potential second round American tennis fans will like this one of Tommy Paul and Sebastian Corda, potential second round match. That'd be interesting. Uh Tommy has played at a at a high level, highest level of his career. I feel like there's still little dips when he has opportunities to really make it to that next level. Um Sevy, he's struggled with injuries a little bit a little bit up and down but we all know the potential of uh, of Sevy. that would be a fun second round match if they
1: play oh great to watch and, and granted, you'll have a divided crowd two Americans they'll, they'll support them both yeah I would say on recent form I would lean uh, maybe maybe the slightest edge to Tommy Paul but but corda again you hope you hope that his body holds up because as you alluded to there have been some injuries and it's it has slowed him down a bit over the last year in terms of his progress but hopefully he's fully fit for this one and then potentially that's a five setter yeah
0: yeah i'm looking at my notes here because we want to end with rafa and and i just wanted to, to uh, review it one more time i mean i'm looking at his draw steve uh there's not anybody in there that really scares me again. If Rafa is healthy, um, he's got a great draw. And I, and to, for, for those that pick him to win the tournament, I mean, he very well, number 23 could be in his back pocket when this is done.
1: Well, listen, I had the same gut reaction when I looked at the draw. The first thing I thought of was that Carlos Moya and his camp were smiling. Because they know that he didn't get, as it's been such a problem for him over the last year, he didn't get the preparation he might have wanted. And only one match, he lost it. He lost that Borna Krorich match in Cincinnati. He wasn't able to play in Canada. So it, it, it isn't of the hardcore preparation he wanted, but he, he will easily be, a, he'll, unless the abdominal acts up. And he does keep talking about the serve. And you can tell he's still so concerned about serving full force. But having said that, it's a very comfortable draw and I it, there's, it, there's nobody in his quarter that I could see beating him, including the potential seed that he would meet in the quarters would be Cam Nori. I just don't see it. So then it would just, then you'd look at Rafa seemingly a healthy Rafa goes to the semis. It, it, it's inconceivable to see him losing before the semis. Then we'll see what happens because it could right. be a his compatriot Carlos Alcaraz, which would be a fan's delight. Uh, but I, I think, by then rafa would probably be playing his best tennis he's got five matches under his belt to get to the semis by then i think he's going to be feeling like he's he's in control of his own destiny and yeah i and, agree
0: i think he's just his biggest thing right now especially up until the latter stages of the tournament is health if he's healthy he should get through looking at uh, his side of the
1: draw and um, all the other thing about him David is think about it he won that he won his third title in 2017 and then he came back in 19 and won it again in that memorable five-set match with Medvedev in the finals and then 2020 with COVID he didn't come and and last year he, he was hurt and couldn't play he's missed it the last two years so I think he's really makes him that much more eager to succeed this time around having missed it and also just the joy of being back out in Arthur Ashe Stadium, again, competing in one of his favorite playgrounds. So I just feel like he couldn't have asked for more with that draw. And then obviously the semis and finals are a different story from anything leading up to that. But but Rafa is a big occasion player. And so, I mean, all things being equal, I would put it this way, David. I think the kids' chances, uh, just projecting a little bit down the road, Alcaraz is going to be – a, a, a He's going to be a central player in this tournament, in my view. Medvedev's going to fight hard to win, to hold on to his title and defend it. But I'd say all things being equal right now, I'd I'd pick Nadal to win the tournament. And, you know, we're going to do this again uh, next
0: weekend at some point when you're available. Y'all remember the, the first week and especially Labor Day weekend, the start of Labor Day weekend is so much fun. You remember last year, that first Friday, still to me in the first week of any one single court. That, to me, was the greatest day of tennis they've had in a first week. If we get something like that that even comes close, it's going to be amazing, Steve.
1: Well, uh, Let's hope we do. We both enjoy We've talked a lot about that. We both enjoyed that day enormously. And and I I feel like this we could well get something like that in the first week this year. It, it doesn't have to replicate it entirely. But if we get even near it, uh, that'll be a big boost for the tournament in the first week. That's exactly what you'd like to see happen. Because too often, these majors... Are dependent upon great second weeks down the stretch. Tennis, you know, building up toward a toward a memorable final. But you want it. You you want the first week to have those those gripping, suspenseful moments that make the entire journey so worthwhile. And and I, I hope. We I think that. we're
0: going to get it, Steve, on on the men's yeah. and women's side. Just because the depth in both the men's and women's field are are so much better than. what oh, they, yeah, um,
1: but so. but but it takes it takes all the right circumstances to to bring about something like that Friday of of last year. I mean, you, you, you know, the, you just need all the elements have to be in place. You need some luck for it to get so many good matches and, and, and we could well have it. And you're right. That the, 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 you sense that this year, there's, there's an awful lot of players who are going to have big opportunities.
0: Incredible. And you know what I want to ask you and the listeners want to ask you, we're recording this on Saturday morning. So if anything breaks, you know, obviously take that into account for what we just said, but uh, we're going to do this again sometime over Labor Day weekend. But can I ask you if there's any breaking news or any huge, you know, piece of news that we need to talk about, if we can maybe drag you on for a quick 15 minutes, maybe during the week, because you're going to have boots on the ground there, just in case, will you, sure. be, will you be accessible
1: for that? Oh, of course, I, I, I'd be happy to do it. And I, I I hope we have the occasion to do it because it's right. a very positive development and a maybe a shocking upset or maybe just an epic clash but if that happens we will talk
0: can't wait Steve have a great fortnight there and again I'm looking forward to talking with you again next weekend and if anything breaking comes up possibly before that
1: okay look forward to it David